Welcome back, everybody. We're in for a special episode of Jump Cut, another black and white movie. I'm your host, Hashem. I was about to say Hashem. <laughs> I think you heard me. at Leander. And with me today is my beautiful co-host, Hashem. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for those of you who don't know, this is a movie review podcast. And today we're talking about another black and white movies because mm. all my picks from now on are going to be black and white movies. Leander is going through a phase where um, <laughs> anytime somebody brings up a movie, he's like, oh, you you watch movies? You thought oh. that was good? That one has sound in it. I'm oh, into silent films. Yeah. You might not have heard of them. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But this one is like an artsy silent, or artsy black and white film. It didn't have any reason to be. It wasn't like Citizen Kane or... So, yes, but, but. also <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought you would have loved this movie, dude. This is like a comic book. I like person's it. movie. I like it. It's Frank Miller. Okay, yeah. I think it's Frank Miller. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Dude's behind like some Batman stuff. 300. He's done Batman three hundred. He's he's a really good comic writer. I'm personally, I've never read any of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Now you have. Now of. I have. <laughs> it's literally. literally a comic book. Um, because I always find his his work to be, how do I say this? I look at comic books and I'm like, yes, <laughs> optimism. You know, <laughs> Superman. The Flash, okay, all this shit, okay, and like Batman, the the Batman stories that I like are inherently optimistic. Like I'm not a big fan of the Dark Knight Returns, okay, which is a hot take. Mm. Like don't the get Dark me wrong. Knight, wait, Returns, which one's that? That's, is that a comic book? Yeah. Okay, I was thinking the movies. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's weird though because I feel like the more popular pop culture ones, like comic book shit, is all the dark and gritty ones. Okay. Like in I've the widespread to... thing, like I'm I'm talking like non comic book reviews. Yeah. The Marvel movies that people like the best are like Cap Two, which is not light. It's not like a fun. Nah, fake dude, that's a sword. fucking that's an action movie. I don't know what everybody's talking about. Exactly right. So it's all the edgy ones that people are really into. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I've talked about this before. Yeah, and you heard me argue with your roommate about it too. <laughs> but I think the stories that get popular are the ones that deconstruct the genre. Okay. Right? Um, you've watched Evangelion now, right? <laughs> yeah. If I tell you to watch Evangelion and I tell you this is what every mecha anime is, that's a really, really bad take. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like not true. It's yeah. not true. It's a deconstruction of the genre. Okay. And so people will read and people will watch movies like The Dark Knight Returns or like Batman v Superman, which is mm. not a good movie, but I'm just using it as an example. And they'll be like, yeah, this is what Batman is. But even like from the beginning, I feel like at least with the Marvel movies or even Dark Knight, right? Like Dark Knight was, I would say, before the Dark Knight was before the first uh, Iron Man, right? Yeah, it was okay. it was the same year. That's why that was a really big thing is that they were really they pushed the release date for Iron Man by, I think, four or six months or something. Because they weren't sure. No, no, they didn't want to compete with the Dark Knight. OK, damn. Right? That's so like, interesting now that DC is like the bitch <laughs> in, in the cinematic yeah. universe area. I like that. But what I was saying was that like even even ignoring all the Marvel shit, which is all kind of samey, like Batman Begins and Dark Knight were both very edgy and that got them like an like an advantage. They were like different. You wouldn't okay. think about like Batman before had been this ugly ass doo-doo look at he like in spandex running around catching the Joker with his bat gun. Like Okay. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have read a lot of comic books. All right, I read a lot of comic books. Sorry, <laughs> Leander's like I heard it on a I'm, podcast. I'm just, and it's to, fine. I'm just trying to build a better sonic experience for our <laughs> listeners. Give them a little bit of like air to your voice. You know, no, that's fair. That's exactly what I sound like. <laughs> um, so like as a person who's read a lot of comics, go um, on. As as a <laughs> as a purviewer of the genre. <laughs> no, um, what I'm what I'm trying to say is that like people think that Batman and like Marvel have been kids comics for the last like forty years, <laughs> okay, all because of like the Adam West uh, Batman series, like all of the cartoon fucking the shitty ass sixty uh, Spider Man, yeah, yeah, you know, and actually no. No, that's a pretty 60 bad Spider-Man one. was very goofy. Bad. Very yeah. goofy. I'm thinking of the Even the Batman one. of that age, or Superman, I think, had a yeah. cartoon. Like, Oh, God, it's so bad. <laughs> All of those, yeah. It's awful. <laughs> like, it's genuinely, like, mm-hmm. from every... Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. What I'm trying to say is that I think the medium changes over time, and it. I think it takes the general public to catch up with that change. 
Do you that makes sense. Do you think, though, that like these dark and edgy movies recreating stories that were in comic books, do you think that that's better or worse for comics as a whole? So I think when an idea becomes popular with the general public, it becomes more prevalent in the comic books. You think the com- the comics have cha- like I I didn't the even know that the changed. comics have changed because yeah. of how co- like popular the movies got yeah so um it has been like tw- ten years twelve years it's what? been longer I- I'd say the Sam Raimi movies Sam Raimi two thousand two two thousand two Spider Man movies <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> those Spider Man movies were changing I don't understand yeah. those like, are so goofy and bad like, they were goofy <laughs> and bad but there were certain <laughs> core ideas that weren't a part of, like for example um. Spider-Man, Spider-Man not shooting, not shooting webs. Literally, <laughs> shooting that's exactly that, like, it. Came from his hands. And so they, they, there was a whole fucking miniseries about like changing his powers. He like becomes a spider, <laughs> and unbecomes a spider. Also, they could give him like organic web shooters. That's so weird, dude. Yeah. Ah, uh, I don't know if it's a bad thing. I just think it's the nature of the genre. So, had you read any of like the Sin City stuff or any no, of this I Frank haven't. Miller stuff? That's what I'm saying. I, I don't usually read Frank Miller. Do you? Th- is there a reason, or was it just? No, like- no. It's just because. He's he's very good on like dark and gritty stuff. Mm-hmm. He is. He's really really good. Yeah. And I'm just not. I'm not. Like I will read it because it's critically acclaimed, and I'll appreciate it for like the good piece of art that it is. But it's not my go-to series. You know I think I mean? that's very fair. Like one of the people in my house is watching Jaws for like a course thing, and they asked what I thought of Jaws. And that was my same reaction, right? I like that movie and I think it's good, but it isn't my go-to. But I can just recognize the, like, clout behind it. Yeah. So I feel like there should be some level of, yeah. So I feel the same way about, like, Alan Moore and stuff like that. Okay. Removing that, removing the cultural impact or whatever you feel like you need to give it credit for. How did you think of Sin City? I think it's really good. You actually liked it? I really liked it. I wasn't sure if you would, and I didn't even remember it at all. So it was, like, kind of fun going back and seeing this. I literally didn't remember a single thing when I was watching it. Like none of it seemed familiar. I also this wasn't the movie that you wanted to recommend. <laughs> I don't I think okay, so we were watching it and once we finished it, I think that I hadn't actually seen Sin City, but Frank Miller had done like four of these types of movies. There was Sin City, Sin City a Dame to Kill for, and then another one called like the not the mask. The Spirit. The Spirit, yeah. yeah. And I think the Spirit was the one I'd seen. So I don't think I'd actually seen Sin City, but if I had, I didn't remember. Uh, but I liked it too. I'm glad we both liked it. It's good. <laughs> it's really good. Okay, so do you want to get into spoilers then? Yeah. So if you haven't seen Sin City, um, it's long. It is definitely long. It's um, what was the word you kept using? Hard boiled. It's hard boiled. <laughs> it's, hard. it's literally hard boiled. It's hard boiled. It's men. fucking like gruff and tough, like <laughs> men, like narrating it, smoking a fucking cigarette at every opportunity. I love that. I love That's that. literally what it is. They're all like cowboys of the forties. Like it's so fun. They're all dark They're, it's and noir. Edgy. It's literally noir. Mm-hmm. There's like um, this is and this is really funny to fucking draw on, but there's like a trope in anime where if someone's hard boiled. It's like they never make eye contact with like the camera. They're always wearing shades. Like, they're wearing, like, a fucking top hat. Yeah. And they're always, like, uh, the sins of men are something that I have to stomach or some shit like that, you know? <laughs> Lines like that. Yeah, yeah. That's literally all this movie is. That is very much all this movie is. It's like someone will say a poem. Like, right before a guy will die, he'll be like, a man dies so a girl can live. <laughs> and then passes out <laughs> on rocks. <laughs> like that's, that's how this movie goes. But it's so interesting because I, I i think the first time i watched it we were like a little drunk and stuff so i didn't actually follow it mm-hmm. i was at least and so i didn't actually follow a lot of what was going on and it, like this movie is pretty dense yeah but watching it like with a clear mind the second time i really really liked it i thought the first time that it was like too too artsy less content right but second time i watched it like there's a story there there's and there's a, a lot there. of callbacks and a lot of characters and overlap in all these different stories because uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's like three stories told in one. It's an anthology. Right? No, but the anthology would imply that they're not related, right? They're because not. They are. It's all one weaving story because the characters that appear in one appear in the other. So it's like, okay, I guess they make cameos. I guess. So but I like, guess you can say like there is like a distinct story for this one character. Yeah, that's what I, I I mean, maybe maybe not an anthology. I don't know what word to use for it. No, me neither. Especially because there's a massive like time skip at part of it. So it's like you can't really call it all one coherent story. Yeah. But the the characters kind of overlap and I never noticed that before. So, uh I recommend it too. You should watch it before you listen 
blah, 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 all that Bruce shit. Willis is in this movie, which gives you an idea of the type of movie that it is. <laughs> okay, so, spoiler territory. What did you think? Which part do you want to talk about first? Um, I want I want to pull up the plot synopsis really quick. Sure. Because I I want to I want to be able to talk about it in like the I just looked up plot synopsis on Google. Okay, so let me see if I can remember. There's like four mm-hmm. stories. I sort of yeah. There's it's like there's, there, there's three, and then it calls back to the first. Okay. So Wait, what? Yeah. So the first story is about the cop who's like one day before retirement. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. He goes to save this girl who was being molested. Yeah. Yeah. And his, he gets like, That's betrayed. Bruce Willis's character. That is Bruce Willis's character. So he gets betrayed by his partner, but he does kill the guy who was the molester and uh, or thinks he kills him, and then his partner kills him. And it's like all that. Our partner shoots him, and he dies, and it's like, a guy dies so a girl can live. I take away his weapon. <laughs> shoots Both him of the... them. <laughs> Takes away his hand and his dick. Literally. Um, uh, so there's that story, right? Then you got the second one. Um, the guy who's gruff and tough, but he's ugly. Like he's scarred on his face or something like that. He has like a literally a square face. Yeah. So I was reading the synopsis. It turns out that that was supposed to be him losing his virginity. Like he'd never been with anybody because everybody found him repulsive. He's never had sex. Yeah. So the what first. What a fucking loser. <laughs> So the first girl that he ever hooks up with happens to be this, I guess she was a, a prostitute, but yeah. they, like he didn't know that, but uh, she hooks up with him and wakes up or she doesn't wake up. She's dead the next morning. He wakes up and he's like, oh man, someone killed her while I was right beside Rosie. Rosie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like all to frame him as the murderer. And so that's the second arc. And the third one is about old town, which is like apparently this area of sin city or basin city. I didn't realize that. Did you realize that? The yeah, city's Basin called Basin City, City and yeah. they scratched out the B and there's, the there's a scene where he's driving up the road and it's Basin like City. Gunshots. And all... then, yeah. <laughs> all over the B and the A. I think that's so neat. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's a region called Old Town and that place is run by the women who work there. And a lot of them are like prostitutes or whatever. But they all, they don't abide by the police ruling. The police stay out of Old Town and the girls run It's it. like a power balance. Exactly. They but, stay out of Old Town, but they also have like a deal with the mob and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. But one of the Johns or whatever walks into Old Town acting like he's top shit, gets capped by these girls and they find out that he's a cop. So they have to dispose of the body. So that's the third arc. Fourth arc is when Bruce Willis comes back to life eight years later. It turns out he was alive and in a coma yeah. and reconnects with the woman who he saved from being raped. The girl. The girl. Yeah. The fucking. Well, she was 19. a girl, but now she's 19. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, that was the only part in the movie that I didn't like. It's really weird. And you know what else? It's like, I didn't even realize, but they don't intend for it to be a big surprise. Like, as soon as the Bruce Willis arc ends, right, you cut to this man. I, I need to pull up his name because I don't remember his name. Uh, Let me see here. Brusicus Willicus? No. Who's the main character of the, the ugly guy story? I don't know. Jawface? jaw face i don't remember he calls her by the the same he calls her rachel or whatever he does i'm just trying yeah. to remember is that what you're saying no i'm trying to remember the actor the actor who is uh oh shit i don't know i i don't even know all these names don't seem familiar because i don't remember a single character from this movie yeah the the doesn't matter a man <laughs> is defined by his actions not by his name <laughs> benicio del toro is that it Maybe. no no he's the the cop that gets shot no, Marv, Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke. Oh, okay, what? Yeah. This is Mickey Rourke. Okay, see, because there's another. I saw Rourke on the IMDb, and I was like, "Who is that?" Because Rourke is another character who's also in the universe. Rourke <laughs> is the senator and the like, father of the guy who was the rapist in the first story. Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. There's like this overarching thing about how Sin City is all corrupt. Anyway, so Rourke's storyline literally starts after Bruce Willis dies on a patio, right? And it cuts to him in a bar. Where he's getting, like, he's talking to the girl who's on the stage right now. And that girl. Jessica Alba. Yeah, Jessica Alba, who's playing the older version of. Um, the young girl that Bruce Willis saved. Exactly. If we, if you haven't watched this movie, it's very confusing what we're saying. Nancy. 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 Yeah. Who the fuck is Rachel? <laughs> but yeah, so it's like Nancy was the young girl and then they cut, but you don't realize it's a time skip. But they weren't trying to hide it from you. You just didn't realize. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really cool. And that's like, kind of why I like how interwoven the story is Mm -hmm. i I recently watched i I have been talking this whole time and i will continue uh (laughs) i recently watched pulp fiction again okay and i think i have a thing for that sort of storytelling like 
disjointed storytelling. Right, where it all kind of wraps up in the end. Like you're seeing things that don't entirely make sense and have a few holes. But the okay, reason I have keeps... my movie recommendation then. <laughs> Good. Okay. Because the reason you keep interested, even if it's just scenes of people talking, is because you don't entirely understand what's going on, but you're trying to weave a through line. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't yeah, get, I get why that. you're talking or what you're talking about, but I kind of recognize who you are and who you are. And I don't know. I'm really into that. I think that's fair. Same thing. I recently watched uh, Fantasy Island as well. And that's the same thing like that. Really into it. Okay, there you can. There's ways to do it well. You know what I mean. I think sometimes these movies get too overindulgent with the like interconnectedness of it. Okay, and so like they'll throw a random character drinking at a bar one time mm-hmm. and just call it a day, and then every story is self-contained. And that's fine. Yeah, if each story is is like entertaining in it on its own, then there's no problem with that. But it's, I think sometimes it's a stretch when directors try to make it interconnected. I can see that, but I, I still think it's somewhat rewarding to be able to place background characters as being part of something. Like, you feel, as an audience member, I feel validated knowing that when I noticed something in the background, it was intentional, and that not everybody would notice it. So I, I, I find it cool that these characters have lives that get explored throughout stories that they're not even principal in. Yeah, I think that's fair. Right? Like, the third, the third story of this movie has... Um, the guy Clive Owen from Children of Men he <laughs> he is like with this girl who is the bartender for the bar that Marv's character is in for the second story and like that's neat I mean it, the bartender wasn't the principal character but I still like the idea of fleshing out that the bartender is more dynamic like, yeah, than just his bartender yeah yeah every single female in this fucking movie is either in a relationship or having sex or a prostitute, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't really understand. I think they kind of fuzzy it a little bit with whatever Old Town is. I'm not exactly sure yeah, how that town Yeah, but they're still works. prostitutes. I mean, I don't think, get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying that, like, you know, all the power to you and all that shit. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It, I, like, <laughs> I fuck with, like, strong female characters and shit. I think it's obviously very weird. Like, even some of the shit that Mickey Rourke's voiceover says is just, like... Um, what the fuck was he? Uh, fuck. When he talks about her scent a lot, oh. about how Rosie smells. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I think he also says something about how like uh, he hates like women never give him a chance, but Rosie was the first. Very like incel kind of language. Yeah. So I don't know. I forgive it. This for man the- fucking survives 14 gunshots. I feel and like- has to get electrocuted twice to die. That's also true. Yeah. I I feel like it's supposed to be very period piece is that right I don't so know i'm willing to forgive right some word. of those things no, 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 for don't it. get me wrong i'm not saying it's a shortcoming of the movie i'm just saying i noticed it a lot more now than i would have before oh definitely yeah. definitely yeah but i don't think it took away from it or anything i don't Something think it's good so what did you think of the like artsiness of it i feel like we can't get away from this without talking about okay. the black and white and color right. and shit so there's always this like big kind of debate if you will about mm-hmm. like adapting stories okay because sometimes the story takes advantage of its medium right okay what do you mean by that the biggest example that i can think of is watchmen watchmen has a nine panel layout that takes full advantage of the comic book medium the way that (laughs) and like um what do you mean by nine panel i've never heard the page is split up into nine equal panels Every single page in the book is split up into nine equal panels. So yeah. they're not different shapes or anything? No, no. They're not different shapes. And That's it's so done crazy. for a reason. Like okay. The reason why it's done is because when there's deviation from it, there's a big change in the story or there's a big dramatic moment. Mm. Like, for example, when Rorschach... Spoiler alert for Watchmen. <laughs> when Rorschach dies, yeah. it's four panels put together, right? Oh, okay, okay. Um, when Ozymandias reveals himself, it's like three panels put together. Mm-hmm. And then there's a really, really cool spread in the very middle of, I want to say it's like when Ozymandias reveals his plan. Yeah. It's like um, the the middle page. You know how it's of a book? <laughs> you know how page. books work? It's the same page. Yeah. <laughs> you know how books are? Yeah. You know how books work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the middle six panels are one panel. 
Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like so, the three on one side, yeah. three on the other sort so of So it takes yeah. advantage of the comic book medium as it is, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's very difficult to recreate that in a movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think Watchmen... I think Watchmen is an okay movie. I don't know if it's a good adaptation. I like no, I like Watchmen, for the record. I don't know if it was a very popular one, but I really like that movie. Yeah. I thought it was one of the first movies that made me concede with a villain a lot more than any it's other one. To. And I think that's a really interesting play, place to kind of end it because it's like the villain sort of wins. And, and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm like, they won and it's right. Like, it's good yeah. that they did because they're not the villain. They're just against our main character. They're an antihero. Yeah. They're an antagonist. They're an antagonist, but they're not the bad people. And no, I, no. and it's not even like the people we're watching are the bad people either. It was just like, I like, um, it's cool. I have a lot of thoughts on Watchmen, but I don't want to get into it. We have to, I'll have to rewatch it. I don't yeah. remember anything about it. I just remember the blue man didn't have a penis, I think. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan? No, yeah. he did. He did? Yeah, Okay, he did. then I, I'm remembering incorrectly, clearly. <laughs> I'm probably thinking of Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> they also still have penises. In Avatar? No, they don't. No, they don't. They, they have, have hair. sex through their hair. Yeah. <laughs> Which is sick, honestly. Okay, so we were saying something about the comic book medium. Yeah. Taking it to advantage. So... Zack Snyder's idea of adapting that is is like a lot of slow-mo and like changing. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. He did what he could with the medium that he's in. I think that's perfectly fair. Okay. This is the best comic book adaptation <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. It really is insane. Insane. How, how crazy. It, like when you said it, we were watching it and I think I was like kind of on edge because whenever you put on a movie for everybody else, you're like, oh God, I hope they like it. Right. So I put this movie on and it wasn't just Hashem and I watching. And so I like said to the room, I was like, yeah, this movie is kind of like artsy. So I'm not sure because shit just happens. People get shot and they're fine. Jump off roofs. Yeah. There's a scene where a guy jumps off a building and shoots downwards as if to slow his fall. Like it's, <laughs> it's just really over the top. But Hashem said, oh, it's just a comic book. It's a, literally a comic book. It's a comic book. And from that point, it's like every single camera angle and shot made sense. sense. Made sense. Because it was like, I could seriously see you just literally framing this with white borders, black yeah. and, like outline, and it it's a, it's a panel from a comic. Like, I, I can see the, like, you know, the grain <laughs> in comic books? Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's shots where, like, the, the character's shadow melds with their, like, I mm-hmm. guess, person. Yeah. And, like, there's scenes where it's, like, their movements are, like, really jittery to show, like, transitioning panels, mm-hmm. if or, that makes sense. Or, like, a girl is a victim, so it'll just show her face with the outline of the, like, villain on her, o- like a shadow. Her, yeah, her shadow. And it's, like, this looks way over the top, and it wouldn't work anywhere else, but if I know now that it's a comic. It's a comic book. It just, it looks like it makes sense. I yeah. thought that was very neat. It's good. I really like it. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a lot of, if you haven't seen it, it's very hard to describe, but the movie is black and white, but not gray scale black and white it's literally black and white <laughs> it's two colors it's white <laughs> there's so much fucking white in this movie and there's, i think it's a good thing it looks so cool like there's a scene where bruce willis he is like a cop or whatever in the story so he has a gun and he's aiming it at the bad guy and it's like he's wearing full black and a trench coat and stuff but they made his tie neon white yeah now i don't know what the fuck color his tie was but it's white <laughs> in the photo and i think that, that makes it so refreshing and weird it looks cell shaded like a video game even like the yellow man being overtly (laughs) yellow fits yeah there's a big villain who's just like the first guy who got killed in the beginning coming back eight years later after having his dad so the story his dad paid for therapy and stuff to get his dick to grow back so that he could continue being a rapist and it successfully worked but it turned his skin yellow and it made him smell and it made him smell and (laughs) It's like fucked up, but I it's weird. I didn't like the yellow guy, but I did like the artsy blood and all that. I thought that was cool. Okay. I think each story on its own is kind of (laughs) shit. If that makes sense. That's fair. I think that's fair. Like the Bruce Willis story. They're all the same fucking story. A little bit. It's the dude. Okay. Summarize it. Summarize it. Okay. Every story can be summarized with there's a dude, there's an evil villain dude, there's a girl that's basically having sex with the main dude, mm-hmm. all right? She's in danger, so the dude has to go on a mission to save her. And don't get me wrong, that's literally just the fucking circle of a hero's journey. Like, this is the... <laughs> like, nothing wrong with that. That's fair. But when it's the same fucking movie three times in a <laughs> row, 
I feel like I shouldn't give it. I shouldn't give it credit, but it feels it was fine. It works. Yeah, and I think it's because there's like interesting dynamics that are new in each one. Like I like the idea that Marv doesn't actually have anybody else like in the world ever, and that's why he's so attached to this woman who was killed overnight. Like yeah, he everybody rejects him because he's I can remember who Marv was. Yeah, <laughs> so. His story, I mean, yeah, it is kind of action-y, shoot, bow, bow, whatever. Not really exciting. But I thought that the way it ended was neat. Like, I thought he he had to... So, essentially, like, his story is that he had to sacrifice himself and be called the... Not villain. He was convicted of the crimes for murdering her, but he needed to do that in order to actually kill the person who was responsible. Yeah. So he got to kill the person who's responsible, but they were a member of the church or something like that. They were, they were. So basically, it was the member of the church and then Elijah Wood. <laughs> yeah. And they're like cannibals. Yeah. Or some shit. And they were killing prostitutes and eating them. Yeah. And then framing their fucking heads on the wall. Yeah. But the Rourke family, who is the member of like the church or whatever, was tied to the members of like the government of Sin City. Yeah. Like the senator of Sin City or whatever. So obviously, he couldn't actually do it without being. Like he couldn't convict him. He couldn't get him arrested or anything. Yeah. So he just killed him and then got arrested for murder and killing his girlfriend who yeah. he didn't actually kill. And so and he, he was dies. put to yeah, put to death. What was his last meal? I remember there was like a line. They gave me a steak, not a bad meal. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some shit like that. That makes the movie sound so goofy. I love it's it. It's so funny. It's so weird too because it's like you find out that this girl who was murdered actually has a twin sister, and his twin sister comes to visit him in jail, and is like, "Thank you for finding him. You can call me Rosie." And like, let's. Her name is like Sandy or some shit. Yeah, and they like hook up because it's his last thing before he gets killed. It's like, yeah, weird, weird movie. But what was I talking about? I don't know if this movie takes itself seriously. There are scenes that make me think no. Right? Like, there's a lot of scenes. Like, I, like I just said, the one with Clive Owen jumps off a building and or jumps down a sewer and is shooting downwards <laughs> into the sewer. And it's literally him moving from top of frame to bottom of frame in a trench coat shooting his guns. And I was like, you can't think that this looks good. Like, this looks like a comic, sure, but this doesn't look good. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting but movie. I I think that the girl the, from Gilmore Girls is in this. I think that the art makes it infinitely better than it would be without it. Yeah, and I wonder if that's fair. Like, it, I think it's fair. Do like, you think the movie should be seen like? Because, like you said, it's not a very not like the plot's cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's the same plot over and over again, and it is kind of just hard boiled for hard boiled sake. So, do you think like if there's anything that we should detract from the movie just because of its art style? Like it's riding too hard on that? Um, no. And the reason why is because I think it has to... Well, we've said this before, right? With Clerks. Mm-hmm. You have to look at it all together. Okay. I think if this movie was shot like a traditional film, yeah, I would not like it as much. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think that's fair. But also, like when I look at my favorite movie, right? Spider-Verse. Okay. That's a good movie, regardless of the good art style. No, I don't know if that's true. What? I think... The plot is really good, but I think the reason why it works so well is because it takes advantage of the medium. That's true. That's that is very true. But I think, like even on paper, I guess the plot. So I'm not saying like if you were to change okay, the movie over to this new art style. I'm saying like on paper, the script, the story, the writing, all that shit is still good in that movie, regardless of whether or not you have the blam pow comic book shit that's going on in the background, and like. The narration in this movie is good. Like, it's well written, but no, it's narration. It's Let's be honest, man. Let's but, be fucking honest. Dude, it's overindulgent, like it's a overindulgent dialogue is bullshit. <laughs> it's so, it's never, okay, maybe never is a strong okay, word. That's but actually fair. It's in like, my experience, mm-hmm. when the fucking screen is narrating to the character, it how only, they feel. <laughs> yeah, it only ever works in a comic book. Okay. It only, just because, like, in comic books, you have, like, the speech bubbles yeah. in the corner. That's why. Mm-hmm. I think if that's... I'm watching a movie, if I'm watching the latest Martin Scorsese movie, yeah, or fucking, I don't know, what's another big director? Steven Spielberg. Zack Snyder. <laughs> no, <laughs> not a good one. Um, Joss Whedon. Oh. Bro. James Gunn. Sorry. The fact that Joss Whedon took an earth-shattering fucking L after the Zack Snyder cut came out is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Fuck Joss Whedon, bro. I liked him in Big Bang Theory. Huh? Was he in jo- is that not the same 
Will Will Wheaton. That's a different guy. Yeah. Will Wheaton's a different different guy. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've actually never made that association until just a second. I thought Will uh, Will Wheaton and Joss Wheaton were the same person. Even from like the tabletop games that he plays on YouTube. Like I, I was <laughs> told that I look like Will Wheaton. Whatever the fuck that means. I think that's a compliment. Will Wheaton Thanks. cute. You're cute. Thanks. <laughs> anyway. But don't mind my laughter. <laughs> Ugly ass bitch. <laughs> Yeah. What, what were we talking about? Whether or not it's worth it because it's artsy. You were saying something about all these different directors oh, if, and then we if, went off on a tangent. If uh if they put like monologuing mm-hmm. in the background, like the character telling us how they feel. Yeah. That would be the corniest shit ever. I would not look at that and be like, Yeah, this is a good thank you for including this. Okay, thank but you. when we did the Marvel movie run through, right? I remember we stopped on the first Spider Man and you said you liked the scene where he stares in the puddle. And says, I am Spider-Man to himself. But I just said, it only works in a comic book. (laughs) Because in the comic book, you have like, you have speech bubbles, you have thought bubbles, and then you have like the square bubbles in the corner. That are like narrator or whatever. Yeah. And I think those are what are represented when there's like dialogue behind it. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't know if I would let it, I wouldn't let it slide through another movie. Uh Then again, I can't think of a movie that does it. I like this movie has so 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 much narration, like more narration than dialogue by a land shot. Like there's yeah. n- no way, but I do agree that like I think you can have a pretty like the narration just gives you something to listen to while you're watching the movie, and it's kind of explaining what you're seeing on screen, but with a lot more extra detail. Like like you said, the guy got his last meal before he was killed, but we also heard him say, "Not that bad, good steak." Like we could have shown that, could have shown him enjoying it, but instead we just had the narration kind of cop that out, and so it's like, I don't know if that makes it good writing or bad writing, but it was intentional. It's definitely good for budget. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, but I, am I making sense? Like I'm not sure whether I, I could call it good writing because it's like, I think it's the words that are written are well written, like a book. It would be a good kind of book or a good script to read, but. In terms of filmmaking, it does seem like a cop-out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I, all I can say is that I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed I having enjoy seen it. it. So, I don't know. Everything put together, it's a good movie. <laughs> I would definitely watch it again. Not with my parents. No, no. But I would watch it again. <laughs> would you watch a second? Like, or or The Spirit? Maybe. If you know that they're going to be like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think The Spirit is like this, is it? It is black and white. Same way. Okay. It's the same like arts and stuff. No, but fuck I'm not... you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember if it's good. I just remember enjoying it. So I don't know. I was I was a big fan of this one though. Who's your favorite character? Oh, definitely the fucking information broker that gets her hand cut off. Information broker? What? The girl that was talking to Kurt or Marv or whatever. Oh my god! I completely forgot about her. Uh, she was uh, like in it for like a, a fucking five minutes. Becky. Is that it? Shelly? I'm looking through the IMDb credits. I don't, I don't recognize any of these. Lucille. 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 That's it. Lucille. It was either her or like the first assassin in like the first story. In the the first... guy that shows up on the rooftop. He calls <laughs> the girl by her name. They like talk and they kiss and then he shoots her in the stomach. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. So that I didn't, I didn't even remember that. That was like a prerequisite story that kind of gets referenced later on, which I thought was neat. Yeah, the girl know. from uh, Old Town that like betrayed them to the mob. Yep, she gets she assassinated. Gets assassinated in the same way, or it's implied. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. It's, I think that's what I like about this movie because the world is so different, but still like weirdly believable. Like I like the idea of this like crime syndicate of women against the cops, and they have this alliance, and we just have Clive Owen in the middle of it. Like, like he, he's trying to help out and he fucks up and goes, I don't know. I thought it was cool. He's a weird guy. The whole scene in the tar pit. I thought that was cool with the ninjas or whatever. That was, oh neat. yeah. That ninja lady. That was, she's cool. Yeah. yeah. The one with the samurai sword. That was cool. That was pretty cool. I don't know if I have a main character. I don't, I don't think so either. I like Clive Owen though. Thought he was good. His name Dwight apparently in this. I don't know. If, I think he was my least, I can definitively say he was my least favorite character. Why? I don't know. What about Bruce Willis? Didn't you like the? Didn't you not like the fact that he kissed Nancy? Okay, I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I was very uncomfortable. It's very weird. Yeah, weird relationship there. Like, 
I'm sure people were looking at that and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to kiss Jessica Alba. But it's also like, <laughs> he's like 60. And it's also supposed to be the fact that he saved her and they stayed in contact. And I thought of that as a father relationship. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Hear me out. Hear me out for a second. <laughs> oh, God. What are All you right. going to say? So I've been noticing this trend that like, this happens a fucking lot in like anime mm-hmm. where the main character will save a girl mm-hmm. and she will like instantly fall in love with him. Okay. Right? And I never questioned it. And then I started reading this like web comic uh-huh. and the kid in it saves a bunch of girls that fall in love with him. And then when one of his friends is like, why don't you pursue any of them? He's like, it's not love. Like they just feel indebted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, fucking mind blown. I never thought about it like that. That is very interesting to think about. Like subconsciously, it's that. It's like infatuation, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like they don't know him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, I don't know, because I've never questioned it before in like other mediums or whatever. We've had this conversation a lot offline, but I think that there is a crutch that if you notice, viewers, for a lot of movies that you watch, Romance is almost always present for no reason. It doesn't always add to the story. Like Jurassic Park doesn't need romance, but it's fucking there because you have to cast two people and they have to fall in love and people can relate to that. But like oftentimes I find that that sort of thing can be a crutch. And and especially in these situations where you're thinking about like, does she actually love him? Like those don't need to be questions that are answered if you just ignore the romantic bits. You just have someone get saved or someone do something for someone else and end it there. So, I don't know. That's Maybe that's why I like the storyline with Dwight. Because I don't think it ends with him getting with anybody. Well, he already has a girlfriend when it starts. Well, he yeah, but even even she's adventure. not seen that important. He's just helping. He's trying to get rid of the dudes who are attacking her. Yeah. That's it. So, it's like, admirable goal. He is dating her already. There's no indentured whatever servitude whatever what's that indentured servitude is that different i think yeah. that's different <laughs> anyway there's no like indebtedness or whatever yeah which i think is good <laughs> i don't know i it was weird i i'm rereading um whatever it doesn't matter the point <laughs> is the point is okay it's whack yes i agree i've noticed that it's not as prevalent a lot in like mystery movies mystery, like knives okay. out yeah right that's true there's not really a romance in that one which is good which which, is good right because i feel like it detracts from it and not even that like it couldn't be done well but that it it muddies what the story is i don't know if it muddies i think that's up it depends on this on like how the story goes about Mm -hmm. but i I do get what you mean it kind of splits the focus sometimes right so I just watched, again, I've been watching so many movies, and I started, actually, I want to talk about this in a bit later, mm-hmm. but I started tracking all the movies I've seen this year, and I, I want to keep track of that, because I want to know how many I've seen by the end of the year, and maybe just doing that has made me subconsciously want to watch more, because it's been, like, every single day. I watch, Holy like, shit, are you going to be the guy that's watched the movies more than me? I hope so. I mean, I watched Hidden Figures yesterday. That that's movie is extraordinary. That movie is so, so, so yeah. good. That, like, that's it, a Disney movie. Yeah, that's what I saw yeah. on Disney Plus. Like instantly blew up to near top of my list. I love that movie so much. It's a good one. Uh, so I watched that. I watched Joy. I watched a bunch of these. But one of the ones I watched recently that I hadn't seen before was Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh my god, I love that movie. Really, really good. Okay, we're not gonna spoil it or anything. But I will say that what I remember feeling after watching that movie was that there is romance in this that I think detracts ultimately from what the main what i thought of as the premise of the story like it felt like a story about growth on your own and you know being okay with the things you can accomplish in the world and yeah you can see it as like almost a reward for his growth in himself but i don't like the idea of framing her as a reward okay and if you see the whole thing as a journey for love then that muddies the the concepts as well because i feel like it's a journey about self-growth so there were situations i feel like now now that i'm cognizant of it that it's like love doesn't need to be there i don't think it makes it better in fact i think it takes away from it in a little bit okay so that's all so i i'm gonna say two things one is like the reward thing Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's true in that movie specifically okay i think it is a lot in like action movies 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> for 100%. <laughs> like, you'll save the Duchess of France yeah. or whatever, and then suddenly she'll be India. Like, even, like... Kingsman. Leander, literally, Leander has a Kingsman poster. Literally, the movie <laughs> ends with him getting a fucking reward. But, yeah. And you know what? No like, reason. in that movie, it's, like, played off as a joke. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I think in Walter Mitty, um, the main point about it is that he's gotten to such a level of self-assuredness mm-hmm. that he's okay with putting himself out there. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. And you're that saying like that's it's a result. The relationship is a result of him having grown. Yes. It's not a reward for having grown no. or something. Yeah. So I, my, 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 the point I'm trying to make is that at the start of the movie, he would have never gotten into a relationship. Yeah. But because he went through the changes in the movie, he's now able to get a relationship. Yeah. And if you guys haven't seen Walter Mitty, you should definitely. Like, it's really good. Feel good movie. Great. Enjoyable. I really like Ben Stiller. Like all the time, like I, I, I don't, like I can't think of a single movie. I have that not seen in. Night of the Museum in a while, but I don't think I would like that movie. I like that movie. We should rewatch it then. That'd be an interesting watch. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my pick for this week though. <laughs> okay, that's exciting. Oh, you know what movie I did like of his? Uh, Tower Heist, which I think that was Is like that a the one straight where they steal the car. It's something like that. I don't remember the concept, but it's like I think they're stealing from their job that they used to. Yeah, work yeah, at. okay. I watched that movie with my dad. It's like a straight-to-DVD movie from yeah. like the blockbuster era, and I remember really liking it. It's like, it's him. I want to say a Chris Rock. A bunch of comedy it. actors. Yeah. Literally a bunch of comedy actors, and they're all like Watchmen or something like that. It's good. Or no, Watchmen might be... No, they're good. not. They're like, they work at a hotel. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That sounds right. That's anyway. a good movie. Yeah. God, Madagascar is also great. <laughs> is he in Madagascar? Yeah, he plays... Um, uh, Timon. Alex. Pumbaa. No, no, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> he plays Alex. Is that the lion? Yeah. Okay. You I can see. hear him. L- listen, <laughs> listen to Alex's voice in your head right now. I don't even, I, it's been so long since I've seen Madagascar. There's a bunch of those old animated movies that I still haven't seen. And I will eventually, but Madagascar, fucking Toy Story. Uh, there's another one. Uh, I don't remember. Like Anastasia, Treasure Planet, oh Atlantis, God, all Fantasia, all those. Never seen. Like, what about Atlantis? No, not Atlantis either. No, never seen. I don't know. Maybe you've you seen won't... every movie. I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, maybe you won't catch up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think I've seen a lot of movies, but uh, Hashimoto's puts me in my place. There's been there was a phase in like grade eleven, grade twelve, where every single day I was watching like two to three movies. That's crazy. Because I was free all the time. <laughs> the fuck else was I gonna be doing? Right, I vibe you know with I mean? that. That's my next two months if I graduate. <laughs> Literally just that, just consuming media constantly jordine and i just finished uh we're i guess we're done talking about sin city sorry well that was, yeah that's pretty what, good. what what are we gonna use to rank it let's see yeah let's do that real quick cities the sword basins we got the sword we got is what there, sword i'm like i don't know i guess it wasn't really a big deal but i remember reading that the sword that the the woman had from old town the like ninja woman like she that sword is the same one that was used in kill bill volume one really yeah because it's directed by quentin tarantino as well this movie yeah like frank miller and quentin tarantino but i don't think he's like oh he's credited as a director but i don't think he credits it as one of his movies okay okay you know how like he counts them and that's why he named hateful eight eight yeah like that whole shit like, fucking weeaboo <laughs> listen bro I, I i'm a i'm a big fan of tarantino but goddamn, <laughs> if that's not the most self-indulgent motherfucker i've ever seen <laughs> i still haven't seen once upon a time in hollywood that's a good one too. I really want to, but it's it's not in the cards yet. Maybe one day. You're not missing much. I will <laughs> say like it's good. All but right. It's not like, yeah. We'll see. I'll see. Um I was going to say something. Oh yeah, what are we rating? What item? I'm trying to think. Samurai Swords does not feel apropos for this movie. No, it doesn't, it doesn't feel accurate. What about Old Towns? Old Towns? That's not a thing. We need we need like You're not a, like a, a white tie or like those sunglasses that uh uh, the Hobbit had what's his name? Elijah Wood. <laughs> Elijah Wood's glasses, <laughs> maybe uh, trench coats. That seems. I feel like trench coats trench coats is, is pretty the good. One, yeah, <laughs> they're all out trench coats. Um, I'm gonna give it nine trench coats. I'm gonna give it ten. Ten, damn. I really liked it. Ten's a ten good out one. Of Twelve. I'm really glad you enjoyed it, then. That's good. Yeah, I actually got to deliver a new pick that you hadn't seen and you enjoyed it. That's great. So Leander has uh, this idea. You've disliked more movies that I make it recommended than the other way around. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? We don't have stats <laughs> on this. I don't know what movie we gave to a read like thing last week. Like I don't. 
Yeah, that's fair. If I go back down our list, like we've watched her, what did you give it? I don't know. I feel I, like I gave it a 10. Maybe. I, I don't remember what I gave we it. We liked that movie. We did like it, and I still do. I think it's really interesting. I think it's like a fun thought experiment, and those movies usually stick with me. Yeah. Would I date a robot? Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> don't listen to that, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, we were talking. Oh, yeah. So I'm tracking all the movies I've seen, and I'm trying to like see if I can watch at least 100 in a year now that we've gotten past this movie. 100 in a year is easy. It, it, what do you mean easy? Literally like, one movie a day. You already have 365. <laughs> but one movie a day is a lot. Like asking Not for at all. Two and a half Not hours at out of every human's day. Think about that. Let's let's quickly do the math on this. So 365. Let's assume they're all two-hour movies. You play video games every no, single no, day. No, 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 no. Shut up. Okay. 700 hours. Yeah. 730 hours yeah, of watching. Yeah, okay. Well, when you frame it like that, how many <laughs> fucking episodes of like anime have you watched this year? That's fair. I feel like I watched five seasons of Superstore in the past month. That's what I'm saying. That's like, like a month. It's it's definitely way possible. too easy. I, I think that I've gotten like at least I never counted before, but I always knew how many around how many movies I saw in theaters, and I think that that's way different because now that I'm counting the movies I've seen out of theaters. Okay, let me just frame this all properly. I've okay. always wanted to track how many movies movies I've seen, and I used to. I used to go on IMDb and mark them as played, right? Because you can do that in your IMDb account so that you can build like a repertoire. But that is really tedious to do after every time, and I would forget, right? Then the next thing I was trying to do was mark them like that on Google. When you search up a movie, you can click a watch it button. That got really tedious to do as well. Now I've decided I'm going to keep a log. So I have a spreadsheet on my computer and I'm like, this will, I will maintain this because I, and I'll rate them and I'll write my initial thoughts on every movie as I watch them. So this time it's the official one. And I started counting from 2021 and already I've seen 40 something movies. Yeah. And that's crazy to me because a hundred years, a uh, hundred years, a hundred movies a year is not that long. Before that, not that many. Before that, though, I only kept track. Oh, sorry. Before before the first one where I said IMDb. Before that, it was just counting movie tickets, right? Like I just keep them, mm. and I have all my movie tickets since like 2013. And even that, like I probably have 10, 12 a year, maybe. Yeah, but okay. But like, how often do you go to the theater versus how many times do you watch a fucking movie? At exactly. Home? And I never associated with that. I thought going to the theater 12 times a year seems like a lot. And I think most people would say that it is, it is a lot, lot, right? But it that's doesn't. That's once a month. It doesn't feel like a lot of movies when I frame it as twelve movies in a year. Yeah. Right. But when I frame it as forty-four in the first three months of the year, that's kind of crazy. Get your bed up, bro. <laughs> you gotta catch up. All I'm saying is that I'm on a movie watching binge, and it's great. I respect I'm that. enjoying it a lot. I went on that binge. In grade eleven. Never. No. I never. know you said grade eleven. You watched. I did say that, but I'm trying to say like. I was going to say with video games, but I feel like I've been relatively consistent with how I play video games. <laughs> I kept a list last term during exams of how many games I had started and finished during exams. <laughs> and I went That's through my so list. so funny. I went through my list of, I think it was around 17 indie games that I'd started and finished. And some of them were like two hour long experiences, but it still counts. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it still counts. A lot of games like that. Um, I finished all of Suits during exams one time. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. Like, I would be studying and I would have a tab with Suits playing in the background. At that one is point so fair. The day before one of our finals in third year, I remember sitting in a lecture hall where I was supposed to be studying and watching all of a season of Final Space. <laughs> and there's uh, every other time, there's also, um, oh, what's that shitty, that shitty, shitty, shitty cooking show? Nailed it. <laughs> you okay. know the one where they're like supposed to make yeah, yeah. the... Yeah, that one's really bad. I've watched every single season that's come out. Hell Always yeah. during exams. That's another one. Um, what were we watching today? Um, Close Enough. Close Enough? Yeah. Actually funny. <laughs> like We watched one episode and I was literally losing my shit the whole time. I might I might watch that more. I think it's a funny show. But I, 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 was was saying, I was saying to Leander that I... He has okay. a problem with non-anime girls. No, it's, it's just, just it's not that. It's just like he's like, how can I have a waifu if she's not hot? Like, exactly. Like, what the fuck? What am I supposed to do with this? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I always have an issue with. I, I know it's an artistic choice. Like this is the this is the only reason. No, that's not the only reason. One of the main reasons why I'm not like a big fan of Big Mouth. Okay. Is like. The art style is so fucking ugly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's Absolutely. so ugly. It's it's ugly and intentionally so. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I can get behind it and sometimes I can't. Like, I'll never watch Beavis and Butthead. 
or oh my God. Pinky in the Brain. Like, okay, Pinky in the Brain is like limitations of the media. Cat Dog, Ed, Ed, Ed and Eddie. I love Ed, Ed and Eddie. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> what are you talking about? It looks like shit, dude. It looks so gross, like compared to like Fairly Odd Parents or SpongeBob. So I, I'm. <laughs> I uh I recently got Nick Plus because okay. I'm a piece of shit, <laughs> and I started watching like a bunch of these shows, and I don't remember Danny Phantom looking as bad as it does. <laughs> you know what I mean? I haven't rewatched it recently, but I think that's funny as a thought. Like I was watching it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this, <laughs> Danny Phantom?" Yeah, I like this nostalgia trip we're going on. I really agree, good. though. I think Western animation seems a lot more varied than what I've seen from anime. Usually, it's either three D, two D, or kind of that old school soft 2d the the like cowboy bebop style evangelion yeah. style where it's like the lines are i don't know how to say it Blurry. looks different yeah people legs are way longer like <laughs> it's an aesthetic style i feel you yeah so it's like those are the few things i've seen out of like anime that really look different and i know that there's exceptions there's like uh what's the one that george always references good night pompon no galaxy ga- Oh, uh, Tatami Galaxy. Tatami Galaxy. There's that one. Ping Pong also. Like, there are differences. But, yeah, Western animation is fucking off the walls sometimes. Big Mouth does not look like... Maybe it's a good thing, though. Maybe the fact that, like, these out-of-fucking-place animation Mm -hmm. styles get accepted. Like, people love the regular show, and I genuinely can't watch a single episode. (laughs) I also think it was a very high barrier to entry, at least for me, to get into BoJack. It's a weird show. It looks I weird. I really like Bojack. And it's so good, right? It's so good, but it's like, I think it's fair that to say that, like, I can't watch the art style. Like, Princess... What's her name? Mononoke? Prin- no, Princess... The girl from Big from uh, Bojack. Oh, uh... Shit, the cat. Yeah, the cat. I don't know her name, I though. forget. I forget. Anyway, uh, she looks disgusting to me. I feel like her character looks weird, and I don't like her pink hair, and, like, I, I don't know. It, it always bugged me out, like... I think it looks kind of creepy. And even some of the other characters in the show, like whenever they have like weird animals and stuff the in their suits. Dog the, looks fine to seal me. seal in episode two. Yeah. Like there's definitely yeah. weird shit, but I don't know. Anyway. I, I really like Bojack. <laughs> I was going to say something before that. I was going to, I was going to compare it to family guy in terms of animation style. Mm-hmm. Cause family guy and like a lot of like family guy, South park, the Simpsons, the new Simpsons, unfortunately, it always focuses on, like, stagnant shots of the characters standing and talking. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, that's fair in, like, a sitcom setting or whatever, but it doesn't take advantage of the medium. And I feel like I've been talking about that a lot. The you medium. Have to, you have to take advantage you of the medium. You have to take advantage of the medium. Why not, then? If you're not... <laughs> if, if this... If your movie can be made in a book... Don't fucking make it a movie. It's like whenever I see an image online and I try and save it to my like desktop and it saves as a dot .gif, but it was a photo. What are you doing? Yeah. Dot .gif was meant to move. You're not moving. Get out of here. Image. <laughs> That's me getting Bitch. mad at Google. <laughs> I feel that though. We should I feel like we should do an episode on some of these series. Like I really I really do think even okay, this podcast is one thing, but I just like the idea of having a conversation entirely dedicated to these shows because yeah. I think some of them are really good. Like Bojack has a lot of cool shit in that show. Like George showed me a whole episode or a whole like analysis of that one episode that took place underwater, and there was like theories behind it yeah. and how it's supposed to be interpreted and like the different weights behind the scenes and stuff like that. There's a really, sorry to cut you off, Yeah, but there's a really good analysis on the, the view from halfway down. Yeah. The like second last episode. Bro. I honestly, I can't watch that episode the same just because it's like a little too deep for me. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I think like it's so it's, it's such a crazy show and I love that not everybody's seen it. It feels it feels like an experience. I really enjoyed it. And I think there, <laughs> there's this funny tweet that Will Arnett, I think, made after the show had f- finished. He's the guy who plays BoJack Horseman, for the record. Yeah. So he tweeted that BoJack Horseman was never nominated nor won an Emmy. And I think that that makes perfect sense. Because it's like the whole show is about this never achieving the things you set out to. You know what I mean? He's saying that BoJack Horseman never won an Emmy. Like the show itself. 
never was uh, uh, nominated oh, or won I an Emmy. Oh, I meant the character. Not the not the character. Okay. BoJack Horseman, the show, never won an Emmy or never was uh, nominated or something. I think that's very fair. And it's like, that's kind of what the show is about. And yeah. it's about this Hollywood crushing weight and all that stuff. I think that's so neat. Good God, show. It's, oh. But we still have, okay, we have to do a Fast and Furious bit. We have to do a Transformers bit. We have to do an Ava, Ava, no, Legend of Korra bit. And uh, Attack on Titan when that finishes. Yeah. And I guess we'll throw on the top Bojack. We, I don't <laughs> think we're going to be doing Attack on Titan anytime soon. <laughs> it's almost done. No, the season ends next week. Yeah. And it's not over yet. It's going to be like a half season. And then what? The, the rest of the season is going to finish probably in like November or October. That's some stupid shit. That's some stupid <laughs> shit. And I don't like, like that. What's the point of a seasonal anime that you don't finish? Why would you even put final season in the title if you're only going to stop halfway Because it's through? like, a, you know how like TV shows have like a mid-season finale? Yeah. It's that. <laughs> and so they're going to have like another 16 episodes afterwards. I, I guess. Know, man. Well, that's been a review of Sin City. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Give me, your, give me your movie recommendation. Let's hear it. So I, I had a couple okay. in the bank. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to switch again. I kind of want to go mystery. Okay, mystery-ish. Have you watched The Usual Suspects? Yes, I have. I love that movie. Shit. No, but I, I'm down. Let's watch it. Okay. That's okay. a great movie. I don't know where to watch it. I think that's on, that must be on Netflix. I know I've seen it on Netflix, but it might have been taken down by now. Yeah. But we will find it. The that's, Usual Suspects. That's my recommendation. That is a great pull. I am so into that. I Now, <laughs> I know Kevin Spacey's in this movie. Sorry. We are advanced. not going to talk about Kevin Spacey. We are Spacey. not going to talk about Kevin Spacey. We will... Refer to him by his character name. <laughs> Kaiser. <laughs> oh, and uh, quick, I guess we need to touch on this before we end the episode because we're ending it. Um, So, Frozen lost? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to concede defeat, you know? Tangled is not better. It's just under it's the underdog and people Tangled? vote for the underdog because it's like the the one with like okay sad dog with three legs you right. gotta vote for it so i, I think could... we can make this episode a little bit longer <laughs> so we can have this fucking fight right now no no um i i think frozen is more popular it is yeah and it should be but i feel like the people who voted are all gonna be like i'll vote for tank throw them a bone like it's not fair to say i'm assuming what they're thinking but that in my head that's how i fit that's how i see every tangled fan like frozen has deeper i don't know i don't know So like why why do you think that way the thing i love about frozen is i think i took it for granted because olaf is a goofy motherfucker and i think it's just like (laughs) a weird movie and magical powers and princess shit, right? It's got all those same themes. So it feels like a breezy sort of kids just like the merch, sell a bunch of shit, Disney movie, right? Doesn't feel that deep. But I think watching it again made me realize like it is so interesting the way they frame their problems, how they overcome them because I think they subvert expectations in a bunch of ways. I think it's cool that Anna doesn't get with hans or doesn't get with like anna is clearly boy crazy in the beginning and she's about to marry hans who she doesn't know and then she gets to know uh sven's rider what's his name <laughs> christoph christoph that's it yeah. she gets to know christoph i was like who's sven <laughs> she gets to know christoph but that relationship never exceeds hers her trying to repair what she had with elsa like, that's cool. Focusing on familial love. That's cool. Focusing on, like, Elsa's story. It's all about how she isolates herself and becomes proud of it when she has problems. Like, she wants to be on her own and has to deal with that, but doesn't recognize the emotional trauma that puts on everybody around her. And it's like, she has to overcome that, too. She has to Wait, learn I to also, lean out and I ask also for help. don't think... Sorry, because we're on the topic now, but yeah. I also think you're not giving enough credit to Frozen. I or think to, the fact, to Tangled? No, no, to Frozen. Oh, to Frozen. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I like both movies. Okay. I don't want this to be like framed <laughs> as like a. But I just I personally prefer Tangled because I feel like Frozen is sometimes too overindulgent. Again. Okay. That's um, fair. Uh, Elsa, not Elsa. Who's the magic? Yeah, Elsa. Elsa. The magic Elsa. one. Yeah. Elsa doesn't benefit from shutting herself off. Okay. She. Yes, she makes the situation worse for everybody else, but she also makes it actively worse for herself as well. That's what I'm trying to say, though. Like, yeah. it, I think it came out that I was saying like, it's good to spend time alone. Yeah. No, I was saying like she doesn't realize the toll that isolation is taking on her. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's such a real theme. Like the ability, the inability to ask for help is like such a yeah 
I think that that's so much more impactful, at least to me and at least to like what I see as a message I would want my kids to learn and instill in themselves than anything I get out of Tangled. Okay. Regardless of how fun or whatever the adventure is. We got to, I got to ask you a question because I feel like you've talked about this a lot, especially Mm -hmm. when we talk about this. Yeah. Do you think you're looking or do you think you should look at Disney movies and specifically kids movies as being a good story or as the message that they're sending to kids. I always look at Disney movies as a message they're sending to kids. But why? Like, you don't look the same. You don't do the same to Spider-Verse, for example. I, and I think it's because I look at those movies as just like stories that we can appreciate that have messages in them that we can take or not take. Like they're just telling a different perspective. Spider-Verse or Disney movies? No, just Oh, even Spider Oh, you said Spider-Verse, right? I that one that example. one also I would call a message that has it's telling to kids like but it's still what well, we both agree that it's what well, the reason i'm asking is because you're you're I thought saying, you just meant like general movies like tenet i'm not looking no, for no, no, a no, reason no. i'm looking at i'm specifically kids movies okay kids movies yeah the reason i ask is because you always are whenever we've had this argument and i don't want to put words in your mouth but i just yeah no say, no if you're gonna say i always bring up the message that these movies have i always do yeah yeah i'm very intentional about that i think it's important like at least when kids consume media i think what message they're taking from that is very important because I think my parents fucking learned languages from movies when they were kids. You know what I mean? Like it's a very concise way of telling a whole story and describing an experience and without actually giving the kid the experience to know magical powers or be shut out from their siblings for 16 years, how you tell a story about that will interpret how they can relate to that experience. Like, I think I get what you mean. I'm just trying to... Yeah. I don't actually agree, to be honest. I think there's merit in just telling a good, concise story to kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that fucking kids should be able to watch any movie as long as it's good. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying I don't place extra merit on a movie if it has a positive message to kids. If it's just a kid's movie and, if, and a kid can consume it, then what's the problem? As long as it's telling an okay story. You know what I mean? But I think the best ones find the balance of both. I would agree. Yeah. I actually I, that's why and, I always And I would say that even if it has a good story but doesn't tell a good message, that that would make it the overall story poorer. We've talked about this before. Remember where I said Pixar has like a a mantra, if you will, mm-hmm. that before they set out to make a movie, they're always like why does this movie have to be made? Mm-hmm. Like what's the message that's being told? Yeah. And I think that always gives you a clear definition of what the movie is. But I don't know if like, they're always generally the same message. Because you're family. <laughs> Be nice to people. Sometimes. But, like, you got movies that come out now that have different messages in different ways. Like, I saw Meet the Robinsons yesterday. That movie is insane, the message it has about, like, keep moving forward. Yeah. Life will throw things at you. Like, that's that's a wonderful way to tell that message. That's, yeah. like, a simple message but with a great story attached to it. Yeah. Right? If the message that the story was attached to was different, it would have made for a different story and it would have been less interesting. So what do you think the message entangled is? Because I always thought it was, like... Maybe I'm not giving it enough credit, but to me, I didn't get that standout-ish message the same way that Frozen did. Because to me... It's all about the story being about this girl with magical powers in her hair and how somebody wants to take advantage of that. But it never felt like it went too hard into how to deal with abusers, how to recover yourself, how to look I don't into think it, well, like all. I, I I don't think Frozen did either because I think at it. Okay, if if Frozen is is telling the story of like how important familial love is, mm-hmm. and how important like it is to be connected to people instead of being self isolated, mm-hmm. then I would say that Tangled's message is about self discovery. Mm -hmm. And like self-acceptance. And I think it's literally like this probably comes back to something where it's just individual. Like I'm not seeing those messages I've tangled because they're not reaching me the same way they would reach you or reach the fucking 10 other people who voted for (laughs) Tangled. Hell yeah, bro. Get fucking native on, bro. (laughs) Right? But me and the five people who voted for Frozen, I have a feeling that like yeah, you get maybe, maybe we just like fancy dresses. This is the dresses last episode of Jump Cut. And dress evolutions or whatever the fuck. Like maybe that's what people liked about it. But at least in my head, those five other people also feel those messages coming from Tang- uh, from Frozen more prominently than they do from Tangled. But I don't know. That, that's just me, man. I just like movies with a message. I think it's cool. And I think that they're still telling cool messages. I think Coco is a good example. I think Soul yeah. is a good example. Raya is a good example. Like I still haven't watched that. You can. I bought it. So. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I was going to say my my biggest rebuttal is that 
people don't hold moana has the same message of like commitment to your community if that makes sense mm. she literally goes on this journey to like make life better for her right? tribe yeah right so like people don't discuss it in the same vein as they do frozen versus tangled oh uh- if we're talking about Moana, Moana far exceeds those other two. I agree. <laughs> I love uh, Moana. And I, I don't want to talk about it because Jordine hasn't seen it and she's editing this episode. Okay, and we're okay. also running pretty long. And also, she bought Raya. I forgot about that. <laughs> Thanks, Jordine. Thanks, Jordine. <laughs> I, but yeah, long story short, we both like Disney movies. We just see different things in them. I like Tangled more. I like Frozen more. We're going to fight after this. Sorry we lost the bet, guys. Everybody who voted for Frozen, sorry about that. That was embarrassing. No, don't apologize. Bad, but don't apologize. You were just wrong. I, I made five Twitter accounts, too. We still couldn't get the <laughs> <laughs> numbers up there. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So next next week or two weeks from now, whatever. Usual Kaiser suspects. Soze. Usual suspects. Usual suspects. All right. I feel like that's a spoiler. I should stop saying that. I, I don't know. I don't remember what that means. Okay. Yeah, that's a spoiler. Anyway. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> it's been real oh our twitters oh right all that shit okay uh you can follow me at the hash you can follow leander at leander mm-hmm. you can follow our editor jordine at default bird and then you can follow us you know if you want to at uh, jump cut fm and then we have our website jumpcut.fm. there you go yeah so that's everything uh see you guys in two weeks it's, it's been, been real, real.